Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb here. Now time to tune in to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline and welcome in the driver of the number 37, JTG Doherty Racing Chevy Camaro in the Monster Energy Cup Series. Chris Busher. Uh, Chris, welcome back to the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hope everyone's doing good and uh, ready to go for uh, for this race. Oh, absolutely. Now, I don't know. I'm sure you probably don't remember this, but uh, you were on the show before. Uh, it was the you know it was a day before you won the ARCA race at Road America. Uh, do you remember that race at all? Yeah. Um... So hopefully that's a really good omen for uh, for tomorrow's race. Maybe that'll uh, that'll bring us some good luck for Bristol. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I that, t- was, uh, that was a, an awesome awesome finish at Road America. I remember we were running, I believe, third going into turn five on uh, on the last lap there, and watched. Um, I went to my breaking point. That's you know the hardest breaking point at uh, at Road America, I'd say. And I went to my max breaking point, and the two cars in front of me were still digging. And so I had a really good idea that they weren't going to make that corner, and it worked out perfect for us. So ended up being an awesome, uh, awesome finish. Yeah, absolutely. A last lap uh, pass for the win. You can't beat that. And uh, I thought we were going to get you on every single week after that. You know, you joined the show, you win a race. So hopefully uh, with Bristol, uh, we keep up the good luck charm here. Now, how important was it when you were coming up uh, to be a part of, you know, knowledgeable teams like the Rulo brothers? You know, for me, it was, it was a learning process, right? Um, you know, not to, not to be someone that, that showed up, got in a car and, and then walked away when it was over. For me, it was trying to learn as much as I could about the race cars to work on them, to understand the amount of time, the money, the effort that goes into to building fast race cars to really appreciate it um, really taught me a lot about uh, preserving our race cars coming up. And I think a lot of that happened with the Rubo brothers uh, out of, out of Midlothian there. Um, we had a, a lot of, uh, a lot of great races with them. We got, uh, I think we ended up with about 10 wins through a couple of years. And, um, you know, for me, it was one of the cooler things we finished every lap of competition uh, in 2012, uh, we never went a lap down, never, never crashed a car bad enough. It couldn't finish the race. We probably had some bent up sheet metal. I know we did, but never bad enough that we, uh, we missed the end of a race, you know, just taught you to, to preserve it, to be there at the end, to know that whatever you tear up, you're going back to the shop and fixing that night. And so kind of carry that with me throughout my racing career and, and just have a, a whole other appreciation for for the amount of effort that that everybody back at the shop puts in these things to make sure that you know we're 
we're putting the nicest product on racetrack that we can and something that, that we can be fast with. So yeah, I think a learning process through there. Appreciate all my time there for sure. Yeah. I think that's a lesson that a lot of these guys that, uh, you know, with the current state where uh, the drivers have to bring money to the table and all that, and not not a lot of them go through that and have to actually get their hands dirty and work on the cars that they wreck and all that. I think it gives a uh, – I think it's a good lesson to learn as a young driver and gives you a lot of appreciation for, the, you know, what the guys at the shop do and how hard it is for them to put out good cars week after week after week. And I believe you're still the only driver – uh, in the ARCA series to go an entire season running every single lap. So that, uh, I believe that still stands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, so Bristol food city 500 coming up. Uh, it seems like when I was looking back at, uh, your career finishes at Bristol, that the fall race is nicer to you than the spring race. Is there, how big of a difference is it? Uh, running at Bristol in the spring as compared to the fall? You know, uh, the stats do say that. Um, it's been more uh, more some, some luck stuff and, um, and a little bit of, of just me not, uh, not executing as, as well as I should. I think we've had good speed in the spring in the past, so I think it, it's a good opportunity for us to change these stats around um to get it better the track is it's always a little different when it's not not at night but at the same time bristol is its own animal right uh the package um creates uh everything that goes on it just creates a certain style of racing and it stays really similar between the two uh we just haven't um you know and a lot of it does fall on 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 me because I have made some mistakes and we have just had some bad luck, but just got to execute and clean up the spring race. And we, uh, we're definitely capable of having a, a good top five, top 10 day. Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to be rooting for you. The, uh, now kind of a, a weird question here, but, um, obviously, you know, you won the 2012 ARCA championship, the 2015 Xfinity championship. You won at Pocono in your rookie year. Uh, you're at JTG Doherty, which, you know, isn't one of the upper echelon uh, as far as well-funded teams. What do you consider of, you know, obviously being a huge, you wouldn't have had the success, all the success that you've had in your career unless you were an ultimate competitor. But realistically, you know, when you go to a lot of these tracks and you know that, you know, you've got a a 15th place race car or something like that. What do you consider a victory on a, on a regular week to week basis? Um, you know, what you say is, is got some accuracy to it. We are a, uh, a middle-sized team that, that have, uh, some excellent partners with Kroger, with Bush's baked beans, with Clorox or Scott products, everybody that comes on board, they expect results out of us, and we expect it out of ourselves. Um, you know, that being said, is it realistic for us to say that we expect to go win every weekend? No, but we think that we should be able to consistently run in the top 15, and we have been very close to that this year. Uh, we've been right around that point almost every race. Uh, we've been a little better than that at Atlanta. Yeah, top um, 10 at Atlanta. We were... Very good run there. So that was a great start. 
Texas should have been um, about a about a fifteenth place day and just just the worst possible situation that could happen uh, with a with a caution falling at the worst time right after we pitted. Just a couple things like that that if we can you know just clean up, get a little better luck, would would make our stats look better. But we are performing really close to where we we realistically think we should. Now we expect to overperform on certain weekends. And this one is definitely one week circle as a place that you take away all of the arrow games that everybody's able to, to play and figure out uh, through the year. That's out the window here. This is this is a driver's racetrack. You go out here and you, know, you put something together with your team that, that you can you can drive aggressively and, and go to the front and we'll have an excellent day. Yeah, we're talking with Chris Busher on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Uh, what tracks, you know, NASCAR released the, the new schedule for next year. What cra- uh, tracks would you like to see on the cup schedule that aren't there? <laughs> Man, there's a, uh, I could put you together a list and, um, I'm, I'm all about, and I don't, I don't mean this in any kind of offensive way, but, but some of the hole in the wall style racetracks and not necessarily just, just a hole, but. I like character. I like cracks in the racetrack. I like patches in places. I like it when you get to the bottom and you dip the left run off the edge of the asphalt. It's not more clean, paved apron. I like it when there's grass there. That was that was fun, you know, and that's where places like Toledo, um, you know, Salem, uh, Madison, Berlin, a lot of the ARCA tracks that we went to, I had an absolute ball at. Uh, I'm a short track guy, and so I am definitely biased to, to that side of things. Uh, I would like to see see um, you know something like a you know wish I would have been able to run at Nazareth. I think that would have been a cool type place. Uh, ORP, um, you know, if you asked me, I'd uh, that'd be the Indy race I ran. <laughs> but I think they did do a really good job with the with the schedule and the updates that they did do. Uh, without you know changing up the tracks that we go to, it's a it's a good mix up. You know it addresses some some pretty key issues that there were on our schedule, and um, you know adds more short tracks to our to our chase. Uh, you know try the let's try a double header at Pocono. They were already within what was it six weeks of each other. That's yeah, opportunity to see how that can work going forward. I like that. Uh, the fall race in Texas every year has fallen on the opening day of deer season. How are you going to get everybody out of a deer stand when it's their first opportunity to go, go get one? That's always been a tough one. So I'm glad that got moved ever so slightly to, to fix that. Um, you know, just, just little things that were addressed that uh, have been needing to be addressed for a long time that we hit on. So I think it's a, an excellent start. I do like the season next, next year. I like the schedule that came out and, you know, um, I'm a little biased on all the short track stuff, and, and I always will be, but we're, uh, we're on the right track. I'm definitely with you. More short tracks and less of the uh, mile and a half and, and all that. So I'm, I agree a thousand percent. So now take a deep breath. We'll ask you the questions that won't get you uh, potentially in any trouble here. Uh, what's parked in your driveway or garage right now? What, what are you driving personally? A 2017 Silverado Dually that I drive every day. Um, it's a little obnoxious 
but I find myself hooked to a trailer about every week, and so it comes in handy a lot. Um, besides that, I have a 1955 Chevrolet pickup that I am. Uh, that was my first car. Nice. Uh, our first truck I got 12 years ago. I have never driven it, um, but we're getting there. We're making some progress, getting a lot of help from um, from a friend that that's been been working on it quite a bit here lately, building a hot rod out of it. We just uh, got a 496 big block that my old engine tuner from the 60 Xfinity car built. Um, you know, lots of lots of cool things that are going to go into that one to build a pretty cool little street rod. Nice. And then, uh, and the wife's got her uh, her Jeep Wrangler that we take out in four wheel every uh, every now and then. So sweet, sweet. Keeps us, uh, keeps us busy. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing really super fast. So I don't go to jail on a. On a daily <laughs> um, you know, this big heavy truck keeps me out of trouble daily driving. Yeah, I hear you. I just got a speeding ticket two weeks ago in my minivan. So. Uh, I know how you feel. If uh, if I had that, you know, a lot of more horses underneath me, I'd uh, I'd be locked up too. Uh, last question here for you, Chris. I know you're for, uh, originally from Texas. What kind of music are you listening to these days? Um, I'm a little bit of a of, of a strange mix, I guess. I do like um, I like uh, country, a little bit older country, um, a little bit some you know Texas country. And then I like a lot of hard rock as well. Um, and so a lot of the newer hard rock or, you know, within the last 10 years. So you're disturbed or Avenged Sevenfold or uh, some of the newer Red Sun Rising bands like that. Um, so I, I got a little bit of a, of a two different genres that we, we, we get into there. Yeah, you're just like me. I uh, I go a little older on the hard rock, you know, with Maiden and Judas Priest and all those guys. But uh, same thing with the country. Give me Waylon all day long, Willie, uh, you know, Merle. So that uh, that's awesome. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for oh, joining us. I, oh, yeah, you can't go wrong with any of them. So uh, thank you for your time, Chris. Obviously, we wish you the best of luck this week. Uh, Food City 500. At Bristol, they run tomorrow. Green flag flies around 1 o'clock Central Time. Uh, I hope that we're the good luck charm we were for you last time when you won at Road America, and hopefully you bring it home the checkered flag tomorrow at the at Bristol in the Food City 500. Yeah, I hope so, too. If, uh, if we make this happen twice, you'll be getting a call a lot more often. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Hey, thank you so much. That was Chris Busher. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We'll be right back with more of the Final Inspection Show coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.